I'm still trying to digest the Carolina Panthers promoting Dan Morgan to their president of football operations and general manager. Is it more of the same or a step in the right direction? Let's talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the offseason, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me. But follow me first to get your questions in for this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all in lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. On Monday evening, early Monday evening, the Carolina Panthers announced that they were promoting their interim general manager, their assistant GM, Dan Morgan, to the role of president of football operations slash general manager as they begin their restructuring of the front office. And it was something that Quite honestly, it caught me off guard. We hadn't heard much reporting in terms of the Panthers' general manager search. We found out over the weekend the Panthers had quietly begun their second round of interviews throughout the entirety of last week. It was coming down to guys like Alec Hallaby of the Philadelphia Eagles, Brant Tillis of the Kansas City Chiefs, and the homegrown name here in Dan Morgan to potentially get the job or come in in some sort of role here in Carolina. And as we know right now, Dan Morgan is here to stay. So on the surface, really looking at this, this is an uninspiring hire. When you consider the Carolina Panthers are 14-37 and 37 since Dan Morgan came in May of 2021, that they're coming off of a 2-15 and 15 season, one of the worst seasons in the history of the franchise, by far the worst season since David Tepper has owned the team. When you look at it on the surface and seeing that someone who was Scott Fitter's right-hand man has now ascended to a better job and is going to be in control of personnel moving forward. That doesn't make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Now, you can understand that Dan Morgan is a different person, and we all understand that all of us are different people, that we can think differently. There's things that may have happened the last couple of years that Dan Morgan was not in agreement with. But Scott Fitter is a consensus builder. He wanted everyone to be on the same page, moving in the right direction. And we know that some of the directions they were moving in, the most of them were not the right direction, and that this team made some mistakes. Interestingly enough, when going through the process, Carolina Panthers, they had a couple people that I don't think y'all are going to be all that excited to hear who are a part of the process. Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports. 
their NFL insider, formerly of Sports Illustrated, formerly of the Charlotte Observer, used to cover the team. He said, according to sources, Tepper captained the search for his next GM along with his wife, Nicole, team president Christy Coleman, Panthers senior assistant coach, and longtime NFL head coach Jim Caldwell, and Mike Forty, who heads the search firm Sportsology. So the search firm, they were there to help out. It's just one of those things where, did you really need a search firm to identify your next GM candidate when that person was already in-house in Dan Morgan, I would say no, but it's possible that the search firm helped David Tepper identify some other candidates that could take on other roles within the front office. Understand this. This was not an attractive job. We have to all sit here and recognize that to be the case. The Panthers do have a decent amount of cap space that could all disappear if they're not able to find a way to sign Brian Burns and had to slap the franchise tag on him. Of course, they could trade him after doing that. That's not my preferred outcome, but it could be an outcome that Dan Morgan decides is the best thing for the organization moving forward. Either way, they have some issues here. They don't have a first-round pick. The pick that they would have had was going to be number one overall. I don't think that's a pick that they should have used to select a player at number one overall. I think that's a pick they should have used to trade back, get more picks. The Panthers have a draft compensation issue with only six picks in this year's draft and then seven and potentially they could have more if a Jero Vero gets hired elsewhere as a head coach in the NFL getting those two third round picks thanks to the Rooney rule the Panthers don't have a ton of assets they don't have a ton of cheap good players and they have some serious contract situations they got to figure out this offseason this was not an attractive job when it comes to general managers so we all understand that and that's part of the reason I think that Dan Morgan ended up being the candidate here in Carolina I also think that David Tepper is a, of an understanding more than any of us are of what's gone on the last couple of years within that front office as he clearly is an active participant and has absolutely weighed in and pushed them to certain ideals and conclusions at the end of the day that I don't think have helped the organization get to where David Tepper promised, which is sustained success. Clearly, as Frank Reich is not here, Scott Fitter is out the door, and now he's hoping that someone that was a part of the mess can help clean up the mess here in Carolina. What's absolutely important, though, is that the Carolina Panthers had to find a general manager that was all on board with Bryce Young. And Dan Morgan absolutely is that person. Mike Kay of the Charlotte Observer put out on Twitter last night some of the quotes he got from Dan Morgan last spring about the Panthers' process to trade up to number one, then identifying Bryce Young as their number one quarterback. Dan Morgan has been leading the Carolina Panthers scouting department. Dan Morgan, like Scott Fitterer, like Thomas Brown, like Frank Reich, like David Tepper, and everyone within that organization identified Bryce Young as the top quarterback option. And knowing that, and that Bryce Young's going to stay here, and that David Tepper is all in on Bryce Young, the guy he said on draft night gave them the best opportunity the quarterback's available to not just win a Super Bowl, but to win multiple Super Bowls, plural. They want to see him succeed, and they wanted someone who believed in Bryce Young, and who better than someone who was a part of the process of bringing Bryce Young into Carolina. Now, you could see that as a mistake, the Carolina Panthers drafting Bryce Young after seeing the season that C.J. Stroud had down there at Houston and watching the Texans led by Namiko Ryans, who of course could have been a candidate here in Carolina last year had he believed that he actually had an opportunity to get the job and that he was not just a check 
box for the Rooney rule. He didn't want to apply here in Carolina or interview here in Carolina. That could have been the Panthers situation. Of course, that's not the case. We'll wait and see if they can fix things around Bryce Young to show that he is as talented as we saw in that Green Bay's Packers game late in December. So you absolutely had to find somebody who still believes in Bryce Young. But last time when I talked to y'all, okay, Dan Morgan, I'll give him a chance. I'm not sitting here saying that it's a terrible hire. I just think the optics of going internally aren't the best, especially when David Tepper hired a search firm. You ask the question once again, I'm sure right now, why on earth would you hire a search firm if you're just going to hire somebody internally that's already been a part of the muck here in Carolina that has built the worst roster in the NFL, looking at the 2-15 and season that just happened here in Carolina and the 14-37 since Scott Fitter got here and since Dan Morgan got here as well. But I believe if you're going to keep Dan Morgan, it can't be the status quo in Carolina. There have to be other changes made within the organization. And the key thing that was written in Darren Gant's article on Panthers.com announcing Dan Morgan as the president of football operations and general manager, that this was a part of a restructuring of the front office, meaning this was not going to be the other change. We saw another change made on Tuesday as Samir Suleiman, the part of the organization, he has served as a Panthers VP of football administration and led the charge on contract negotiations. This is not a surprise when you consider the amount of cap and contract guys that David Tepper spoke to the last couple of weeks when trying to find a new general manager. The Athletic has reported that Tepper is expected to bring in an executive serve as a buffer between ownership and football. Kansas City Chiefs VP of Football Operations, Brant Tillis, who has a background in salary cap and contracts, is the front runner for that role. The idea is Dan Morgan, he's going to handle personnel. Brant Tillis, if he does come here to Carolina or if it's Nick Pateo from the Baltimore Ravens, they're going to handle... One of them will handle contracts and the salary cap and the numbers of it all and be the person that reports to David Tepper. That Tepper will ask about salary cap issues, contract issues, the philosophy behind. And analytics is a big thing that David Tepper is interested in when looking at head coaching candidates and, of course, front office candidates. They can be the analytics guy for David Tepper. He can ask them the numbers questions while staying away from the actual scouting personnel side of things here in Carolina. And that is a great step forward for the Carolina Panthers, in my opinion. Is Dan Morgan the right guy personnel-wise after leading the scouting department the last couple of years that has led to the worst record in the NFL, the first 2-15 and season? I have my skepticism there, but I'm willing to give him an opportunity as Yeah, sentimentally, former Carolina Panther. Loved him back when he played here. And he has the bona fides having worked all those years, starting as an intern. Not too many players have the humility to start off as an intern on the football side of things, especially at an organization that they're not even a part of in the past. Here in Carolina, he may have already gotten a job right away, but to go out to Seattle, cross country, to go there, to learn under John Snyder with Scott Fitter in there, Pete Carroll, to work his way up, to go to Buffalo, to team up Brandon Bean, to do a good job there before coming to Carolina. I have immense respect for Dan Morgan in the path and know that 
He certainly is qualified. And had the Panthers had success on the field, he would have been someone with that background that other teams would have wanted to talk to down the line. Now, typically, that's how it goes. This is a little bit different way about hiring somebody as your GM. But we can't sit here and pretend like Brett Dan Morgan doesn't know football and that Dan Morgan hasn't worked and earned this role. It just is a little intriguing that considering the circumstances that he's been a part of, that he was the answer. So absolutely, you can be skeptical and ask the question whether he's the right guy. But if it's going to be Dan Morgan handling personnel, then you bring in a Brant Tillis and Nick Mateo to handle the numbers and have David Tepper be the person who talks to them and not to the football side of things as far as personnel side goes. That is a good thing. Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated actually put this out on Monday saying, I think the Panthers are definitely one team that ha- that hires a general manager for their coach. And I believe, as we've said all along, the smart money has them pairing incumbent assistant general manager Dan Morgan alongside someone with the cap analytics background, such as Kansas City Chiefs. Brant Tillis, how their jobs would be tied will be interesting, but it does titled would be interesting, but it does play into the idea that the GM job, as it traditionally has been set up, has gotten pretty heavy and should be split up. From that, it sounds like modern day, the GM can't be looking at personnel and handling the salary cap and doing contracts and having to work on analytics side, they need more help. And if David Tepper has understood that it can't just be a one-man job, that he needs to get more qualified people in here, that is a step in the right direction. I am hesitant to ever praise David Tepper considering all that's happened in Carolina, but it sounds like the man is making the right moves as far as trying to identify certain roles for certain individuals. Now, is he putting the right individuals in those roles? I don't know. Again, Dan Morgan's been here through 14-37, this past season. Jonathan Jones, again, of CBS Sports, put this out there, saying Tepper flirted with the idea of splitting the GM position into two, a CFO of football and a COO of football, according to sources. So I guess the COO would have been Dan Morgan, and then the CFO would potentially – and likely it appears to be Brant Tillis. Now, how does everyone else fit into here? Samir Suleiman's gone. Makes sense. You're going to hire somebody to handle the salary cap and contracts. You don't need to keep Samir Suleiman around when that is his area of expertise. It appears that Vice President of Player Personnel Adrian Wilson is going to stay here in Carolina and Director of Player Personnel Cole Spencer is also going to stick around as those two, along with Dan Morgan, have been sitting in the head coaching interviews I don't think Wilson would leave. He's barely even been here. I don't even think he's been here for a full year in Carolina, and that was a nice pickup, if you want to call it that, for them within the organization to bring him in over from Arizona. Cole Spencer has been a part of the scouting side of things. I think he was handling it. I want to say he was the director of college scouting at some point in time. Um, But those two look like they're going to stick around here in Carolina. So that's where things stand as far as the front office restructuring goes. Expect some announcement to be made as far as who's going to be working alongside Dan Morgan. And a quick thing to understand too, Brant Tillis as VP of Football Operations, getting an assistant GM job, that is what his title is going to be, would be a promotion from his job within the Kansas City Chiefs organization, just so you understand that. Okay, head coaching search. That is what we're now focused on here in Carolina, along with the restructuring of the front office. One of the candidates I was supposed to interview on Tuesday is no longer a candidate as Brian Callahan is a head coach there in Tennessee. The Carolina Panthers are also watching a couple of their candidates have to wait until next week before they can talk to him. 
Can they afford to be patient? Will David Tepper be patient? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Price Picks is the most fun you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can take LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions by the way i think this might be your last chance to do that price picks is really simple to play you can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds quick withdrawals easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make price picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 that's pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match Match up to $100. The Carolina Panthers general manager search has come to an end as Dan Morgan has been promoted from assistant general manager to the president of football operations slash general manager here in Carolina. Expect there to be an assistant GM or someone of some title coming in to assist Dan Morgan running the salary cap and contract side of things as David Tepper wants to split up the roles here in Carolina. Morgan will handle personnel while the new person, likely Brant Tillis from the Kansas City Chiefs, will handle the salary cap and contracts and the numbers of it all and be the person who David Tepper talks to, keeping David Tepper away from the personnel decisions here in Carolina. Now, in a way, wouldn't he still be a part of the personnel decisions if he's talking to the person who handles the cap and the contracts? Let's just hope for the best, y'all. Okay, looking at the head coaching search here in Carolina, Brian Callahan, the Cincinnati Bengals offense coordinator was set to interview here in Carolina the second time around in person, but did not get off the plane really out of the building there in Tennessee as he is now the Tennessee Titans head coach that came out on Monday evening, a couple hours after the Panthers promoted Dan Morgan to their president of football operations slash general manager Callahan. The Bengals OC was the longest tenured OC in the NFL, dating five years, had been there in Cincinnati since Zach Taylor got there, since Joe Burrow got to Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow swears by this guy. Peyton Manning has said a lot of great things about him. His dad is Bill Callahan, the former Raiders head coach, former Nebraska head coach, and currently the Cleveland Browns offensive line coach would have been a great hire. And that was somebody I was really thinking made a lot of sense for the Panthers. We talked about him on Monday's show right before finding out later that day that, oh, never mind, he's not going to be an answer or an option here for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, my guy Mike Herndon down there in, in Nashville, of course, I used to live and work in Nashville, worked at 1025 The Game, covered the Titans, so still have some connections uh, down there in Nashville. Mike Herndon had put out on Twitter on Monday that his dream coaching staff was to have. Interestingly enough, Brian Callahan has his head coach. He also wanted a Gerald Averro as his DC and Thomas Brown as his OC. I had to remind Mike that there's no way 
uh, David Tepper is letting Jerry Rivera out the door, um, especially, even if he's not a head coach. He's not going to let him out the door as a DC for anybody, as we've seen, already blocked an interview down there in Jacksonville to be their DC. Looking across the rest of the NFL, the Patriots, they've hired Gerard Mayo as their head coach. The Raiders have hired Antonio Pierce. The Titans now have Brian Callahan, and it looks like the Chargers are very close. It could be official by time you're either watching or listening to this show that the Chargers are going to hire Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. There was interest from Harbaugh's side last year in the Panthers, not so much from David Tepper's end. I don't think that those are two personalities that would have meshed at all. So while I would have liked to have seen Jim Harbaugh come here to Carolina because I think he would have won, I think he's going to win big time in Los Angeles like he's won big time at Michigan. He won a lot at Stanford. Look at where Stanford's at right now. He won at San Diego. He won with the San Francisco 49ers. He's a hell of a ball coach. I think he's going to do a great job with Justin Herbert if that indeed ends up being the case that he's going to be the Chargers head coach. No interest from the Panthers. You have to wonder why that's the case. There's been no interest in Harbaugh. There's been no interest in Belichick, although David Tepper did say he ideally wanted to hire a coach who would be here for the next 20-plus years, and that would eulogize him at his funeral. It's still possible that Belichick could come in here and then eulogize David Tepper. I don't think that that would be likely not to be a morbid, but David Tepper at least is uh, practicing what he preaches by not going out there and getting a coach that in no way, shape, or form can coach here in 20 years in Carolina just based off of Belichick's age. Those no interest in there. There's no interest in Belichick, no interest in Jim Harbaugh, no interest in Mike Vrabel either. And I'm really wondering if Vrabel's going to get a job this cycle or if he's just going to sit back and relax for a year. And if I'm Mike Vrabel, he's going to have options potentially next season. He will be considered the top coaching candidate like he has options this year. I don't know if he's the option anywhere. There could be some teams that decide to move on from some other people they're talking to and go after Rabel. I look at the college game with Ohio State. If Ryan Day is not able to win big this year, I, I don't know the the people who actually make decisions there in Columbus would be the ones who want to get rid of him. I know the fan base already wants to get rid of him. That could be an option for Mike Brabel, who used to work under Ryan Day. Uh, no, he didn't work under Ryan Day, but he used to work there in at Ohio State. And back when he was in Tennessee, when he got the job, before he hired Matt LaFleur to be his OC, he kicked the tires on Ryan Day potentially being his, his OC. And Ryan Day made the right decision by staying that at Ohio State and taking over for Urban Meyer. Back to the Panthers, just looking at things. Patriots, Gerard Mayo, Raiders, Antonio Pierce, Titans, Brian Callahan, Chargers, likely Jim Harbaugh, Seahawks. They're going to talk to Jero Averro. They're also going to talk to, I believe, Raheem Morris. Yeah, Raheem Morris is going to second interview there. Uh, Dan Quinn, that appears to be the favorite. Uh, he appears to be the favorite. Rather, the Falcons, they've talked to Belichick. They had talked to Harbaugh. He's going to be off the board. They're talking to Ajero Vero for the second time. They're talking to Raheem Morris for a second time. They apparently are planning to go up to Detroit next week along with the Commanders to talk to Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn. So it doesn't look like the Falcons or Commanders jobs are going to be filled this week. That allows the Panthers some time. The Seahawks, that's a greater unknown right now are the Panthers going to be patient with this can they afford to wait they've already seen one candidate that they were interested in talking to for a second time potentially hiring go off the board because he never even made the Carolina in person can they afford to wait till next week I do think it's a smart thing to do is to be patient still knowing that Washington that's a team that 
All the reporters are saying that's where Ben Johnson's likely to land with the cap space, with probably Drake May as his quarterback, a fellow North Carolina Tar Heel, having Adam Peters, who was a top general manager candidate out there, as his GM, just a new look Washington Commanders. That seems to be his likely landing spot. The Falcons, the smart money still on Bill Belichick, but we'll see how that works out. The Seahawks, I'm guessing Dan Quinn. The Panthers can, if they're interested, still get Todd Munkin. Still got Mike McDaniel, they can McDonald rather, they can still maybe even get Aaron Glenn, but they haven't even interviewed him. So it doesn't look like that's something that they want to do. There are three candidates who they have interest in talking to for a second time who cannot interview a second time until next week. I think the Panthers should be patient. Get this right. Don't be back in the same situation next year or in two years. And in all likelihood, the way that the NFL works, the way football works, you're probably here in three, four years anyways hiring another head coach. But I don't want that to be the case for the Carolina Panthers. I want them to take the time, be meticulous, talk to the candidates in person, don't rush things. And if it means waiting until after the Super Bowl, wait until after the Super Bowl to get your guy. And it still appears that David Tepper wants to hire Ben Johnson. But now that Dan Morgan is here, and he's a GM and president of football operations. Is David Tepper still running the search? Or is Dan Morgan now in charge? And is there a new front runner here in Carolina? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers We've known for quite some time that the top candidate here in Carolina, as far as David Tepper is concerned, is the Lions OC, Ben Johnson. It's who David Tepper wanted last year. It's who was the favorite for the job without ever interviewing for the job before deciding that he was going to stay there in Detroit to build something special, which has been the case. And the Lions are one win away from the Super Bowl. Wow. Just, again, the Lions are one win away from the Super Bowl. Cannot believe I just said that statement. Ben Johnson, once again, is a top candidate for, well, everybody in the league that's willing to wait, willing to talk to him. The Seahawks still have an opening. The Commanders, who appear to be the favorites, still have an opening. The Falcons still have an opening. And the Carolina Panthers, of course, still have an opening after finally finding new general manager in Dan Morgan, who's also the president of football operations and likely hiring Brent Tillis from the Kansas City Chiefs to run the salary cap and the contract side of the business here in Carolina. But is there a new front runner now? that Dan Morgan is here in Carolina? Is it still Ben Johnson? Or is Dan Morgan going to be given some autonomy to hire his own head coach? It could possibly be that case. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, though. <laughs> well, yeah, let me go and backtrack. I don't, I don't believe that this head coach coming to Carolina 
is even going to be someone that David Tepper did not just absolutely fall in love with. David Tepper is going to get the guy that he likes. I don't believe Ben Johnson is going to be that man, but I do believe David Tepper is going to find a way to sit in front of Ben Johnson next week and to give him a final pitch with Dan Morgan there, with Nicole Tepper there, Christy Coleman. I assume Jim Caldwell will be there as well. The Sportsology grifter will be there to talk to him. Cole Spencer and Adrian Wilson, if possibly Brant Tillis is here in Carolina. They'll all be there in Detroit, in Charlotte, wherever it's going to be, at an airport, at a resort, on a boat, I don't know. They're going to get in front of Ben Johnson and tell him why Carolina is the right job for him and why things will be different with the new current setup. And if I'm Ben Johnson, this is not a job I was going to touch until I understood what exactly was going on in the front office. Personally, for me, I wouldn't be one of the coaches that says that I need to have control who's going to be my GM and how the front office is going to work. I would like to be able to come in, know that that side of things is stable, that the right people are in that job and that I can work with those people. For Ben Johnson, now he can see one of the answers is that Dan Morgan's going to handle personnel. And very soon, and I think by the end of the week, if not the end of the weekend, he'll then see who's handling the salary cap side of things and with contracts and be able to come to Carolina and look at them and understand, okay, that's their roles, so how do I fit within this organizational structure? That's just my thought if I'm Ben Johnson. And I'm not Ben Johnson. That's my thought on how maybe Ben Johnson potentially could be thinking. And there's been people, as was reported by Joe Person back when he did the report on how things have gone wrong in Carolina in 2023, he had mentioned how people have been texting Ben Johnson within the organization all year long, letting him know, how it's been difficult to work in Carolina and some of the challenges that he would face if he wanted to come to Carolina. Now he's seeing a new restructured front office, not fully there just yet. That possibly makes his job more appealing, especially if he is the guy that David Tepper wants. And by all accounts, that is the guy that David Tepper wants. But who does Dan Morgan want? Is it possible that Dan Morgan wants Dave Canales? Dave Canales has... Seemingly in the last 24 hours or so, once Brian Callahan went off the board, become that hot new candidate. And we heard this last year when Ben Johnson went off the board, it was Shane Steichen. And we had talked to Benjamin Albright, who we were going to talk to at some point this week, hit the Panthers on higher head coach before then. Maybe we even stopped, still talk to him to understand how they got to that point in time. But last year we talked to Ben Albright, Benjamin Albright, and he had told us that it looked like Shane Steichen was the guy. And then after he talked to us, he got information that actually Shane Steichen was not the guy in Carolina. So right now it feels like Dave Canales has a chance. And I was looking at Ben's Twitter, and he was guessing that Dave Canales has a really good chance and also said that the guy that the Panthers really want, the guy that David Tepper wants, is, of course, Ben Johnson. Will David Tepper see it through? Will he be patient? I think patience should be afforded to the search. I don't think that – there's other teams I'm sure want to talk to Dave Canales. I don't think – and Seattle is another team, knowing – his background there that you may be a little concerned about if he is interviewing in Seattle. And, okay, let me do a quick search. NFL Network has not done a great job at keeping up with the hiring cycle like they did in years past. So let me look on their website right now just to see if Dave Canales has scheduled a second interview there. I've only seen that he's scheduled a second interview here in Carolina. All right, looking at it, scrolling down, looking at the Seattle Seahawks, 
and they haven't even spoken to Dave Canales. They've inter- they have requested second interview with Gerald Vero, with Patrick Graham, the Raiders defensive coordinator, with Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, and their former DC. They have not spoken to Dave Canales at all. And I'm just let me just go ahead and do Control F and see how many people have spoken to Dave Canales. And it appears the Carolina Panthers are the only team that have interviewed Dave Canales at all. And I was looking at it. It's Rick Stroud. He is, I still think he's with the Tampa Bay Times, been covering the Bucks for a long time. He would know the inner workings of the organization, how people feel about Dave Canales. Mike Evans has come out and said great things about him. Baker Mayfield said great things about him. We saw the work that he did with Geno. He's working with Russell Wilson. He's clearly a smart guy. Pete Carroll at the Combine, I believe a year ago, there's a video that was circling around Twitter about the things he had to say when it comes to Dave Canales being one of those up-and-comers. Rick Stroud believes that he's about a year, two years away from really being a true head coaching candidate. Under And looking at his background, y'all, he spent 13 seasons with the Seahawks from 2010 to 2022. Canales originally joined the Seahawks as an offensive quality control coach from 2010 to 2012 before being elevated to assistant quarterbacks coach during the 2013 and 14 seasons and later wide receiver coach between 2015 and 17. Quarterbacks coach, in 2018, 19, and 2022 was past game coordinator in between those two stints in 2020 and 21. And this is the first year Dave Canales has ever been a play call. The first year David Canales, Dave Canales has ever been an OC. And I just, I just press pause when it comes to those candidates that have not had that much experience as a coordinator. And that's not to say that Dave Canales cannot lead men. I have seen plenty of commentary on Twitter saying that this man can lead men. And all the good things he's done with quarterbacks, it's exactly what you want when it comes to Bryce Young and who's going to be paired with him. Last year, David Tepper was envisioning a young head coach potentially paired with an experienced defensive mind like a Vic Fangio. Maybe this year is where that happens, where he can get his young offensive-minded head coach and Dave Canales to pair with his young quarterback and Bryce Young, then with a Jero Averro, who's going to get a second interview, as I mentioned, down in Atlanta and in Seattle. I don't think he's the favorite for either one of those jobs. Who knows if that ends up actually being the case. He could get the job. That is absolutely on the table. I do think, though, it's more likely that the Panthers – if they want, because no one else is talking to them, they can have Dave Canales and then have a Gerald Averro, assuming that Dave Canales does not want to bring in his own defensive coordinator to help him out here in Carolina. We'll see how that works out, but it feels like David Sepper could absolutely have what he wanted last year in Ben Johnson plus a defensive coordinator. It could have been a Gerald Averro also a season ago, maybe somebody different. It looks like he can finally get that young coach pair with a bright defensive mind in Jero Vero, who I think is probably next year on to big and better things outside of Carolina with his third straight year interviewing for head coaching job, assuming that all goes well enough this upcoming season for that to be the case. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's young. He's young. He's green. He's not necessarily green. He just has not been in those kind of roles. And I had gone over how Matt LaFleur had only been a play caller one year, that being in Tennessee, before going up to Green Bay, that Mike Vrabel had not been a coordinator all outside of just in Houston that one season in the NFL, and he did a great job in Tennessee. Now, he's a fired coach. Most coaches end up being fired coaches anyways, and he's still someone that is highly regarded. It can work 
it's just the exception, not the rule. Joe Brady was someone who came into Carolina, had success that year in 2020 with Curtis Samuel, with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Mike Davis, those guys all going over 1,000 yards from scrimmage has not happened very often in the NFL. They had their issues, though, in late-game situations. Was that the quarterback? Was that the offensive line? Was it the play calling? I looked at it as an overall offensive failure to go 0-8 in those situations, and Joe ended up losing his job the next year. Was it because Chris McCaffrey was injured? The offensive line wasn't great. Sam Darnold was the quarterback. So many factors. I still felt like Joe was just was young. And we saw that Joe did a good job with Buffalo. It, it helps when you have Josh Allen as your quarterback and you're a part of a competent franchise. I still felt, though, that it would take some time. And what do you know? Joe Brady's out there interviewing for head coaching jobs, just like I thought would be the case after they fired him. It would only take him a couple years and he'd be right back there as one of those hot names. We'll see if it's right for Dave Canales to come here to Carolina. Uh, I'm absolutely like excited about the prospect of that being the case. I'm not saying I don't want that to be the case at all. I would be excited to see Dave Canales knowing what he's done with some of these quarterbacks and resurrecting Geno's career and working with Russell before and what he did with Baker Mayfield this past year and what I think he could potentially do with Bryce Young. That is an exciting prospect. I don't know if he should be the prospect. I think the Panthers should wait till next week, talk to Mike McDonald, talk to Todd Munkin, who's only coordinated the best offense in the NFL this year out there with Baltimore Ravens, the top seed in the AFC, and then coordinated the team that won a national championship back-to-back years down in Georgia. The dudes bona fides are up there of any of the offensive candidates out there at this hiring cycle. You need to talk to him for a second time. Mike McDonald, that defense is disgusting. Think about what he could do with the guys already here in Carolina. You need to talk to him for a second time, and you need to get in, a bit in front of Ben Johnson. You need to talk to those guys before you decide to settle on Dave Canales. But it's possible that Dave Canales wows Panthers, and this search is wrapped up by the end of the week. We'll see how it goes. All right, it's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the offseason, I'll be right here on the show answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Either at me or DM me, but follow me first on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get those questions into me now. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Thursday.